of the Turd Ferguson Report. I am your host, Arthur Mosley. So glad to have you. Uh, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, at whatever time you might be listening. Uh, Big show today. We're going heavy on Cherokee County as a very important region matchup takes place over off of Owen Store Road as the Sequoia Chiefs will visit the Creekview Grizzlies on Friday night. It's a big game. Both teams come into this game ranked in the top 10, the top five by most polls across the state. It will be the Georgia Public Broadcast Game of the Week as it will be broadcast live on GPB uh, throughout Georgia. Additionally, locally, you can hear the game on radio with our friends Dave Garner and Larry Prather on WLJA 101.1 FM in the local Cherokee County area. We've got an exciting program planned for you. We're going to hear from Coach Carter. Coach Teeter, and uh, one of my favorite groups, the Cedarwood Tavern crew, who do a pre- and post-game show. Cedarwood Tavern will be coming to you live from uh, from Creekview this uh, this Friday night. So looking forward to hearing what their take on the game. Uh, but let's get started. We don't want to keep you waiting. We're going to go first to Coach Carter. Uh, coach Carter, the head coach of the Creekview Grizzlies, first-year head coach, has his team off to a 5-0 and start. And they are looking forward and looking looking forward to Friday night and really looking good coming into this game. Coach Carter, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, Coach. Coach, we talked uh, early in the in the preseason, uh, trying to get a read on your team, and you were kind of excited what you what you had work, and you guys are off to a fast start at five and zero. Uh, by many polls in the state, have you ranked three, four, five? Uh, whoever, whatever publication you look at, um, how is the season going for you though this far, according to your expectations? Well, you know, you know, we talked earlier on, and you know, I told you that. I was bringing some high expectations up here, um, you know, and I have laid that out for the kids and for uh, for our parents and Booster Club and everybody since we walked in the door. And so, uh, you know, our expectations are high. And, um, you know, we expect to be um, able to compete and to be able to win every game we walk out on the field. And, you know, it's just we've got a couple of couple lucky breaks and those kind of things, and, and all that has worked out in our favor so far. But, you know, it's gone well. Obviously, you know, we've lined up and played five times and we've been able to win five times. And so uh, you can't ask for anything better. We have not played great in the last two weeks. But as far as the season goes, I'd, I'd much rather be sitting right here where we are now at 5-0 and going in, you know, coming into the second half of the season than I would be 0-5 for sure. So I think everything's going pretty well. What's been the key to, to that success? Uh, you, you know, you talked about the mentality you were bringing, but what's been the key to the success to that 5-0 and start? Uh, you know, I really think it's just uh, my group of kids and my staff. I mean, I really do. I can't give those guys that, that come out there and play every day and, and that staff that works with enough credit. They, um, they've been the key to everything. You know, we, we work hard. We, we work the kids hard. Um, you know, my, my the staff and is a really good group of guys that, you know, we put in a lot of hours to try to put our kids in the best possible situation. Um, we don't always do that, but we try. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our kids have, have worked extremely hard. We've changed a lot of things. You know, I think if you look back at um, part of the success so far is, is to me, is the, was the summer. Um, the amount of work we put in in the summer 
um, whether in the weight room, on the field, at camps. I think that set us up to have some success early on because we were we were a little bit ahead of the game than probably um, what a lot of people expected us to be. So uh, you take you take the weight room, you take our, our group of seniors, you take that staff, you think about how hard we worked and all the stuff we did in the summer to get ourselves prepared. And I think it just all kind of matches up together. Uh, I don't know if we could – if we'd be at this point without one of those things, I think it all played a part. Coach, uh, had a chance to see you all play a couple of times this season and, and uh, you know, the usual suspects, Cade Radham, uh, just kind of a, a hard-nosed runner, uh, Andy Davis making tackle after tackle after tackle. You got the, the uh, John Williams and Nick Penley over the, uh, there just making holes and, and – and Tanner Toronto as well, but th- those are names we kind of expected. Coach, who were some of the surprises on your team this year that uh, you thought, wow, we, we really got a lot of production out of this guy we weren't expecting? Well, you know, for me, being a first year here at Creekview and with an all-new staff, um, we, we really didn't know what to expect, honestly. I and mean, we saw the film from last year, and we saw some things some kids could do, but I'll be honest with you, um, Cade Radham and Nick Penley have, have met my expectations and even more um, so far throughout this year. Those two young men have um, have really done a, a great job for us so far up until this point in the season. So, you know, when you watch film from guys, you're like, okay, this kid's got some talent. He can do this, he can do that. But you don't really know about him until you get out there on the, on the field with them and play some real games and see how they respond and all those things. But um, I'd have to say – some of the um, the surprises for me uh, has been the play of Chance Schwartz, uh, one of our, our starting linebackers. Um, that kid loves the game. The only thing he loves more than football, I think, is fishing. But uh, <laughs> he uh, he loves the game. He flies around. Um, obviously, he talked defensively. Um, we were able to get the, the Potts brothers out there um, that have, have really, really helped us out defensively. Um, I mean, they've, they've led the tackles for our whole defense in two games this year. So um, those two have been surprises. Really didn't know. You knew they were competitors, but you didn't really know how they'd play coming off of a um, of, of how much downtime they'd had between football since fifth grade. So um, those are surprises. Um, I think that uh, Dawson Curry and Brody Rose are two sophomores offensively. They're doing a really good job for us right now. Um, you know, you, don't, you never know how a sophomore is going to come around and you know, coming off their freshman year last year, they had no varsity experience, and they've kind of been put in that role because of, you know, they're dependable, they work hard, they they practice like they're supposed to. And so they've been put in a role where they can have some success and get a lot of play in time, and, and they've both taken that, and, and they've ran with it, and, and they've had a good season so far. Coach, you mentioned uh, Nick Penley. Uh, what kind of – what? how does that set you up for having a guy on the offensive line like that as a leader – um, how how has he been for you? I know you said he exceeded your expectations, but what's that like uh, for the for the younger guys on that offensive line? You know, I, I think that if I can get a couple of those guys just to watch him and just say, you know what, that's how the game's supposed to be played, then our future will be bright. Um, you know, Nick's picked up a lot of college interest in the last couple of weeks, um, which is really good for him and his family, and really for us too. Um, you know, with the more. The more looks that he gets, the more looks that some of our other kids look as well. So um, that's a positive. But, you know, Nick, I, I've I've told many coaches um, that have asked me in the last couple of weeks about him that he's the best one that I've been around, and uh, and I'll stick to that. And and that young man is uh, – he's a physical presence. He enjoys the game. He's nasty. 
He uh, he plays it the right way. Um, but then when the game's over, you're going to see a big old smile on face. And so uh, he's just a great kid. He's a great competitor. Um, he's doing a really, really good job in the weight room. All of his matches are going. He weighs less right now than he probably has in, in two years. Um, but he's pro- he's stronger now than he's been. And so that's what it's all about. He's moving better. He's just um, – he's exactly what you want up front, that mentality, especially that Coach Feaster wants our offensive line to play with, and he has bought into that 100%. Once again, talking to Coach Adam Carter, the head coach of the Creekview Grizzlies. Coach, uh, showed up for a game. Uh, you guys hosted Alatoona a few weeks back, and probably about 30 minutes before the game, uh, the student section was all filled in. Probably about 15 minutes before the game, it, it seemed like it was standing room only. How have you been able to get so much community support so fast? Well, we just got a lot of positive things going on at our place. Um, you know, anytime you get a, a new coach and new staff, people want to come and see it. But, you know, in, in, our, in that game in particular, I think you had a community that was itching just to play at home um, because of all of the the uh, stuff that happened to us early in the season, having to move games. So you had a student section and a, a community that was just ready for a home game. And then, you know, you throw in the, the you know, the county throws in new turf for everybody. And, um, you know, booster clubs got together with Dr. Murgis and, and did the new screen. And it's just Altoona rolls into town. And Altoona is one of the best there is in 6A. So it all was just a culmination of all those things. And um, and our community loves football. And, uh you know, I think it helps them um, that we are having some success early. Uh, I think they want to be a part of that. Our student section's awesome. Um, they, they they show up. They uh, we had a little group of them at at um, at Dalton. Um, they're going to travel. So um, the community they're just behind these kids. They really are. I think it's a it's a fresh environment at our place. Um, you know, it's just something special about what we got going on right now. And and uh, and the the bleachers when you you've seen it firsthand and it ain't, i don't think it's gonna be um it won't be any smaller this week but uh <laughs> they uh they show out they want to be there they want to be a part of it they want to support our kids and um that's all i can ask for coach you mentioned this week uh you got a county rivalry game and in early when we talked we said hey the next game is is always the most important game um, well, this next one is, is is big, not only in the region standing, but also for a little bit of community bragging rights. What kind of challenges do the Sequoia Chiefs present to you this week? That's a good ball team. I've been sitting here all day watching them and, um, and just trying to find something they don't do well, and I haven't found it yet. Um, they present a lot of challenges to us. Um, they're big up front. You know, they're, they're really uh, athletic at the corner spots. Um, safeties do a good job in their run fits offensively you know how big they are offensively Mm -hmm. and they got two or three backs if they get you know if they get loose we're gonna have trouble um so you put their their amount of talent that those kids have and then you put that with the quality of coaching staff that sequoia has over there um with coach teeter and his guys and they're they're a good football team and they are they deserve every accolade they've got so far this year they deserve every win um they are physically have uh have beat on people and um they're doing a great job it presents a ton of challenge for us um you know for in my mind it is the next game and i think that's my job is to um is to make our kids understand that it is just the next game um there's going to be a lot of stuff going on around the community this week and a lot of stuff 
between fans and all that stuff on social media and we just can't worry about that. Mm-hmm. We got to we got to get ourselves ready for a game. Um, you know, the obviously everybody knows that GPB will be there, but again, like I tell our kids all the time, GPB don't show up to Creepview High School if they're in a football game. There's everybody there to see a football game. And um, and that's what we're going to try to get our kids ready for. And we're just going to try to prepare the best we can. And um, I think our kids will play hard. I think they'll go out there and and um, and fight till the very end, just like they did against Dalton last week. And, um, you know, obviously we can't we can't uh, predict the end of the game or, or anything like that. I just, you know, I try to prepare them the best way that, that I know how and, um, and and get them mentally ready and try to keep all the distractions out of our place as best I can and, and then let our kids go play on Friday. Well, Coach, it ought to be an exciting atmosphere. Uh, both teams come in undefeated. Obviously, you all at 5-0, and Sequoia at 4-0. and Possibly the biggest game in this series, uh, in, in the history, in the in the young history of this series, where both teams coming in undefeated, region rivals, uh, community bragging rights. But, but I think most importantly, going back to that, trying to trying to stay keep pace with Harrison in the region. Uh, you all have uh, you know gotten over two big opponents, Dalton Alatuna. You know Sequoia is next on the list, so uh, ought to be an exciting time and great for Cherokee County football that GPB is coming out and recognizing some of these young men in our county. It'll be fun, man. I, I really think that this county, the the football as the county is playing as a whole, is uh, is stepped up. Um, our region is six A. I mean, you just look with with Sequoia and Harrison um, kind of leading the way, and then you got us and Altoona and Dalton with with Sprayburn and South Cobb and and River Ridge and and Osborne just sitting there trying to to find a way to win a couple of games and get in. And so um, it's going to be a big challenge for us, man. I'm excited for our kids. I'm excited for the community. Um, I know Sequoia is going to come up here and um, and they're going to be on a mission as well. So it should be one of those games that um, everybody talks about for a long time. And it's what high school football is all about. So I'm just I'm just happy and proud of our kids to be in the same conversation um, at this point in time as a season with some of the, the best in the state. And hopefully we go out there and um, and compete and, and have a good show. Coach Carter, thanks so much for your time this evening. I'm going to let you get back to watching some of that film. Uh, Best of luck to you on Friday night. All right, sir. Thank you. Thanks again to Coach Adam Carter for coming on and joining us to talk a little bit about his team, uh, the community over at Creekview, and the upcoming game this week. Up next, we've got Coach James Teeter of the Sequoia Chiefs. But before we get to him, we want to thank uh, one of our sponsors, Hillstrides Pet Sitting and Dog Walking. For all of your pet sitting and dog walking needs in the Macedonia, Hickory Flat, uh, Greater Avery area in Cherokee County, Hillstrides. You can find them on the web at www.facebook.com slash Hillstrides. That's spelled H-I-L-S-T-R-I-D-E-S. Or you can also email Hillstrides at Hillstrides at Yahoo.com. That's H-I-L-S-T-R-I-D-E-S at Yahoo.com. For all of your pet sitting and dog walking needs in the Greater Macedonia, Hickory Flat, and Avery area. Let's get to Coach Teeter, the head coach of the Sequoia Chiefs. The Chiefs come into this game with a record of 4-0. And like the Creekview Grizzlies are ranked in the top five in most major polls in the state of Georgia. Coach Teeter, thanks so much for taking some time out today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot, Coach, again for your time. I know uh, it's, uh, as we speak, it's Monday evening. You're prepping for uh, another week of football for your Chiefs. I uh, want to start, before we get into the game this week, I uh, want to start with a few questions for you. 
you guys are sitting at 4-0, uh, had a, a, some big wins this season against region uh, foe Dalton, a big win before the break uh, against Campbell. But uh, n- the numbers don't always tell the whole story, as we know. But how has this season gone uh, for you all, for your team, with respect to your expectations? Um, it's been really well, to be honest with you. We're really happy with where we're at. Um, we obviously know that we still have a lot of work to do to to be really good where we want to end up and hopefully end up and have a chance to compete with everybody in this region. Um, but right now, where we're at at 4-0, and we were playing, we're pretty excited. We just try to stay pretty humble and remember that as good as things are right now, we still have to continue to work. We want to continue to have a chance. Coach, what has been or has there been a key to your success this season to get to 4-0? Um, I think that's really been our defense setting us up. Our defense has played really well um, and has created quite a few turnovers, which has helped set up the offense and at times given us a short field to have to work with, which I think has helped. I think it's helped in all of our games that we've had a chance to uh, probably score first and keep ourselves calm. So um, probably the biggest key has been our defense playing so well as, as, have, as they have and giving our offense a chance to have some success. Coach, you, you talked about the defense, and, and when we talk about your defense, I think names that come up are Adam LaSelva, uh, Manuel Jenkins, uh, probably a kid like Jordan Bowers. But uh, whether on offense or defense, have there any been any players on your team that have been uh, more of a surprise for your staff? You didn't know you were going to get the kind of production you did out of them? Yeah, I probably said defensively. Uh, Christian Hodgins has played really, really well. Uh, he's an outside linebacker. I think Mason Webster at safety. Well, along with D'Angelo uh, Smith, uh, when D'Angelo was healthy, uh, has been a big surprise. I mean, Mason has stepped in for him and has, has filled that role pretty well. Uh, Christian, being a first-year starter, has started really well on defense and outside backer, but has also played some uh, wide out for us. Um, and then, you know, Miles McGee, I think we talked about him the last time, uh, what kind of athlete Miles was and just what he does, both offensively and defensively, has really helped us a lot. And then if you're looking on the offensive side, I think um, our line has played really, really well. Um, a lot of people know <laughs> excuse me, know about Alex Majid, um, but Nick Balance, um, Colton Haney, and then Wyatt Hampton have done really, really well, really in what probably is their first time starting. Wyatt started maybe two games last year. The rest of those guys is first-time varsity starters. And then probably overall the big surprise might be uh, – Connor Johnson, because John, most people don't know Connor has to go both ways. He starts on at guard force on offense. And our guards pull a lot, so he has to do a lot of running on offense. But also he plays uh, defensive tackle on defense and really you know, never asks for a break and doesn't seem to ever need one. What's it like having a senior leader uh, at quarterback uh, like Collier Pate? How does that uh, help the offense get going? Collier's been a huge, huge blessing for us. I mean, he – <clears throat> he has run this offense and when he was in middle school and then, you know, going back to it, it's really helped that he understands the offense, understands what we're looking for. Uh, it's allowed us to use him to check some plays at the line of scrimmage. Um, and him understanding this offense totally inside and out has really helped us in that aspect of him being able to see some things that I may not be able to see from the sideline. Um, he knows that, you know, our day's coming where we're going to have to throw it a little bit um, but as long as we can keep doing what we're doing run-wise, 
you know, him being a, a leader for us on offense and being able to do some of the things he does has really, really been a blessing for us. We talk, you, you've had success at 4-0. You've got, uh, obviously, we talked Collier. He doesn't have to throw the ball because your offensive line has been making holes for, for guys like Cole Jacobs, Jackson Smith, and um, DJ King. Uh, it, it seems you've had uh, you, you've been the Fox Five Team of the Week. Uh, how has that? Uh, what is the atmosphere like at school and around the community at Sequoia? It's been great. I think everything that's happened to our team has been really, really good for not just the, the team itself, but the atmosphere at school. Uh, just seeing the kids around the hallways. Um, our parent base has been really, really excited, and I think this community itself has really gotten behind us and, and are really excited about our kids. Um, it's, you know, it was a blast having the, the pep rally the other day for the Fox 5 uh, team. Uh, that was great just to be able to see the kids at the pep rally in the morning. It was really, really exciting. Um, everything that's happened to our kids, I try to remind them to enjoy it because it doesn't come around all the time so they need to enjoy it, experience it, but also remain humble and remember that those good things only come because of how hard they've been working. Absolutely. Once again, on the phone with Coach James Teeter, the head coach of the Sequoia Chiefs. Coach, uh, I, I know you probably don't look at rankings a ton, but most publications have you all uh, anywhere between three and five ranking the state. They have Creekview kind of that same place. Uh, you guys get to meet up, and in years past, it's been a big game for uh, uh, for you know neighborhood bragging rights, but. Uh, more importantly, for region standings uh, this week, and, and a lot of pomp and circumstance going around. But let's let's cut through that. Um, let, what, let's talk about the challenges that Creekview presents to you uh, this week. Well, really concerns a lot with their offense. Their offense is really good. The running back is, is really really good. We've dealt with him the last three years. Um, he's very explosive, very strong. Uh, the two big tackles. Uh, seem to control their line of scrimmage and do a great job. Um, their H-back tight end, um, not only catching the ball, but as far as his blocking, and it really locks up an edge for them, which allows them to be able to run the ball effectively. You know, even though they're spread, they're a lot like us because they do want to run the ball and pound it inside. Uh, so their offense concerns us a lot. And then defensively, you know, it's a 3-3 stack. Um, we've only seen that once. Uh, and there's some things that they do defensively just in their scheme that really can create issues for us. Uh, they're very athletic at linebacker and very athletic at the three down linemen, um, you know, which can create some problems for us. And if we get us in a situation where we have to throw it, it's just not something we've done. So we'll have to see how our kids respond to it. But we're just really worried about their athleticism and some other signs. Coach, uh, the, the four games you played, and, and once again, ca- talking to Coach Teeter, uh, they put you in a good situation as far as preparation for this game this week. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've dealt with you know a couple of seven A schools, and then dealt with the, some six A schools. So I think in what we've played in the last four weeks has put us in a situation to be able to handle it. It'll be interesting to see how the kids handle our kids, their kids handle the atmosphere because it's going to be exciting. It's, it's kind of like a, a early season playoff atmosphere where we're both ranked. Um, so it'll be exciting to see how the kids handle it and, and be able to deal with that part of the game as, as well as just the, the play of itself. 
Coach, those are all the questions we have for you this evening. I know you, uh, you're probably chomping at the bit uh, uh, to break down some more film, and then uh, I'd imagine you can't wait for Friday as well um, uh, to, to get your team out there and compete against Creekview game. Uh, if you don't know, it's at Creekview start at 730, and I think I've read that uh, Dr. Merge has okayed uh, the, the gates to be open at 530, so uh, it might be a circus out there come Friday night, Coach. Yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting. It's probably going to be standing room only. Every game we've played for them has been, you know, exciting in the ten years I've been here. Uh, this one shouldn't be any different. And just with the added, both of us being undefeated, I think that'll even help a little bit more. So it's going to be packed, and it'll be a great time. And again, it's it's really something great for this community since we're only about ten minutes apart. I think it's just really good for around here that that we're in the situation we're in. Um, we're looking forward to it. And we know we're going to have a work cut out for us, and we'll have to play really, really well. Coach, we wish you the best of luck on Friday night. Uh, looking forward to seeing a great competitive match. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. Thank you, Coach. Once again, thank you to Coach James Teeter, the head coach of the Sequoia Chiefs. The Chiefs come into Friday night's game 4-0, ranked top five, as is Creekview by most major publications. We've heard from Coach Carter. We've heard from Coach Teeter. Now we're going to turn to uh, two of the guys who cover Cherokee County unlike any other in a format unlike any other. The Cedarwood Tavern pre- and post-game show uh, featuring Mickey Eubanks and Von Brown, uh, also known as Mick and Vern, uh, each Friday night, uh, typically from on location with their pre-game show and then post-game show from somewhere deep in the bowels of the Cedarwood Tavern. Uh, probably the, the, the official unofficial source of, of, of everything football in Cherokee County, uh, the Cedarwood Tavern crew, Mick and Vern, welcome to the program again, guys. Thanks so much for being on. Thanks, Art. As always, thanks for having us. And the, the, the official unofficial, that is all based on who you ask. And, and if it's, you know, Mickey and I are out somewhere together, you know, people probably look at us officially you know, if we're out by ourselves, you know, they, they don't give us a second look. So Mick and Burn, hashtag Mick and Burn, you know, for us, yes, we, we are official. For, for some others, maybe not. So it's, it's a package deal. Then. There's, there's no Mick without Vern and no Vern without Mick. Well, that's exactly right. walk around. I was in, uh, on the Gulf Coast this week and ran into, you know, some of the Sequoia kids uh, after their, uh, their little break. Uh, I think I saw them Thursday. So and they were all they they don't they have no idea who I am. They're like, where, where's Vaughn? I think they think that we're brothers or we live together. <laughs> <laughs> we, Nikki, we work. We both work at Cedarwood Tavern. You know that. Yes, that's true. Uh-huh. That is very very true. <laughs> the infamous Cedarwood Tavern. Hey, but art. Hey, we do it because we love it, and uh, so you know you get what you get from us, and we try to you know. Honestly, uh, you say official or unofficial, you know, we try to do the best job we can and be fair to everybody. And, you know, we're, we're critical at times, kind of like we said on the, the role players uh, preseason kickoff there we did with you a couple of months ago. But, you know, hey, we try to do as good as we can and be fair and, and you know, be critical, you know, at times where we need to. But, uh, you know, it's we have a blast with it. You know that. You've been around us. You, you've uh, – sat down with us you've uh substituted sat you know on the on the chair you know for a pre-game or post-game you know we just have fun with it so that's all we can ask hey you guys and you guys do a great job so thanks 
Thanks for uh, uh, doing that. I know we talked a little bit on our, our pregame, our, our pregame, our pre-planning on this about the the spotlight on on Cherokee County this week and GPB coming in town, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but uh, you know, you you guys are doing an outstanding job, and I know there's the the, the paid media, and Alex does his, you know a great job over there at Cherokee Tribune. But you guys just bring another element to it, and so uh, I, th- I think it's great for that you all are putting putting the county on the map and continuing to up the game each week. And with that, appreciate it. yeah. So, so one of the things you guys have brought new to the program was, uh, this, uh, this it's what we eat, which is kind of a spinoff of it's what we do, which is like, that's the CWT. That's kind of your, your hashtag IWWD, but it's what we eat. Not, so, so in each week, Mickey, you know, you test a hot dog. Tell us who's got the best hot dog so far, halfway through the season. So halfway through the season, I mean, it's, it's really, I mean, it looks like it's close the way we've got the numbers, but in all actuality, it's not even close. It's Woodstock by a mile. I have a, a, a certain grading system that I'm using. I'm not going to give out my secret, uh, but it's, it's really, it's Woodstock, and then there's everybody else right now. Wow. So uh, we did, we've already been to Creekview once. So with the Creekview, we probably one of their, not their best effort. So we are going to give them a chance to redeem themselves this week. Fair enough. And if, if anybody hasn't seen that, that Woodstock hot dog, first of all, bring your, bring your, bring your checkbook with you. Cause uh, it's going to cost you an arm and leg, but it is a big dog. It is a big dog. That's, that's why you get the good score. I mean, if you, if you've got the all beef major size hot dog, you're going to get the score. And they got it. And they got it. So I, I know we y'all y'all love to have fun. We love to have fun with that. But let's get let's get to a little bit of football, um, guys. You you've been covering, you've been in the county for several years. You've been you've been producing this show. This is the third year. This season, what's been the most surprising team in the county where you thought, well, we they might have been good. We didn't know they'd be this good. So to me, and I know you know Vaughn probably has his ideas too. I just remember you know Vaughn and I spending time this summer and thinking about it. You know, I, I really thought that Creekview lost, you know, some, some key pieces, and that being, you know, Chandler Gant. And I, I just thought that, you know, they'd, they'd be good, and plus they had a new coach, and they're trying to learn a new system. So, to me, the way that Creekview's playing right now, they, you know, at 5-0, and I'm like, these guys are just going bananas. So, to me, Creekview is the biggest surprise, you know, having – Two guys come in and play quarterback and Brody Rhodes and Ethan Durham. And, I mean, they're just – they are lighting it up. They have absolutely bought in and, you know, they, they have put it together. And, and that's spot on. You know, and I think for me, you know, when we did the preseason show, Mickey and I, you know, this, this was the second year we were able to go around to the – this is our third year covering. Second year we were able to go around to the spring practices and – Again, the coaches have just been phenomenal with us. And, you know, I won't say giving us all access, but my goodness, they're, they're, they are better than us, uh, better to us and for us than we could have ever asked for or expected. So, you know, they, they, they give us anything we need and they're so, uh, obliging, you know, when we ask to come out and see a practice or whatever, it, it's the doors are open. So, you know, we're able to get out and see it. So, you know, what we kind of concluded coming out of spring and summer, you know, I think we said it during the preseason show here, the preview show at the uh, at the tavern with all the coaches coming over. Um, you know, we we pegged regardless of classification, 
Sequoia and Creekview, probably the two strongest teams in the county. I, w- I will say what they're doing, um, they're 9-0 and combined. What they're doing to teams and the way they're winning is just, I don't think we, uh, it, you know, I don't think anybody could have expected. Both of them have already played Dalton. They're looking great. Obviously, we know the showdown this week. Um, for me, you know, when you look at it, though, I think, you know, River Ridge, we knew was going to be young. That was going to be a tough one. And Tyler's doing a great job with those young kids over there, keeping them going. They got their first win last week. You know, I'll just kind of single out the 7A schools as a group. They're all two and three right now as they head into region play. They're all, you know, they all have some of their weaknesses. They all have some of their strengths. But with Cherokee, Woodstock, and Etowah, they're all two and three heading into region. Um, they play, they all play tough non-region schedules that they're getting better from you know hopefully if they're all healthy as they as they kind of hit region you know i think they're in pretty good shape because if you look at it walton by far and away looks like they're going to run away with that region roswell's kind of tiptoeing there they they beat milton um they lost last week to wheeler which wasn't a good loss for, for roswell but they're four and one um but man those those playoff spots that two three four spot are up for grabs, and there's no reason we can't see Woodstock, Cherokee, Etowah in no particular order grabbing that two, three, four spot. Worst case, I think, throw Lasseter out. Um, you got three Cherokee County teams possibly battling for two spots. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how these guys, how these seven, eight schools are going to uh, regroup here heading into region because I think they've really prepared themselves well uh, with the non region schedule they play. So, I, not really a surprise, Art. Um, but you know, I, I do want to keep an eye on what they're doing he- heading into region. How about some surprise players? Because I think every now and then there's a player we thought, wow, did, never saw that coming, or, or man, that guy's better than advertised. And any any guy, anyone you all have seen um, that maybe was flying under the radar that you're like, wow, this is a this is a ball player right here. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, and thanks to uh, Alex Resnick and the coaches for sending us stats and, and keeping us up to date, kind of what's going on there, but. Um, I think, you know, based on what happened at Cherokee last year, coming out, you know, going winless, struggling to score points. I mean, really struggling to score points, giving up a lot. Um, I've got Landon Ergel and Devin Ellison, two juniors, kind of jump out to me. You know, Landon Ergel's uh, almost 200 yards rushing, almost 1,000 yards passing. Uh, Devin Ellison leading the county in receiving. Um, and, after, you know, so – you know, they're not earth-shattering stats that they're putting up by any means, but they're very solid. And then when you look at it off what they're coming from last year, they're just kind of struggling to move the ball, struggling to score points. It, it's very impressive. Um, hate to call it a surprise. I, I think Coach Shaw, if you ask him, he expected it. I think that coaching staff expected it. I think for us, it's just it, it's nice to see they got some guys up there at the top and uh, and kind of starting to put that offense together. Um, you know, Mogul Nicky, no surprise to anybody. He's been a dirty dozen guy for two years straight now, but they're moving there. He's seeing more time on the offensive side of the ball. And I think it's really starting to help them open some things up, um, and, and make Ergel and Ellison that much better for this stretch run as they get into region play. You know, me looking at it, thinking about like surprise, cause you know, Cade Rattle is, is not a surprise to anybody, you know, seventh year senior coming in, you know, and he's just, He's doing Cade Radham things, which is, you know, leading the county in rushing, you know, six touchdowns, you know, just rushing the ball. So he, he's he's where we thought Cade Radham would be. But also that, that athlete on that same team, that Ethan Durham is just – that's been a surprise for me. 
And, and another name that, that I thought has been a surprise or a very positive surprise for for uh, for Sequoia, and that's D.J. King, you know, somebody they can rely on, you know, and he's three touchdowns, but it's, it's somebody that they can use as another weapon. And, you know, and I think we all kind of know that Sequoia does have a few weapons. So it's Ethan Durham and, and D.J. King are kind of standing out to me as, as the top surprises as you will because we know the Cade Radham and the Cole Jacobs and, and those guys yeah and Art before you jump and I'll, I'll echo what Mickey said because I, I had some notes here today just based on some of the questions from our pre-planning you know and I you got to have the Cade Radham in there I think and obviously you know what he's done over his high school career you know it's not going to surprise anybody that he's putting up numbers I think what it is though is um, the, if, if there is a surprising part to it is every team comes into their game, their game plan is to stop Cade or Adam first and foremost to have a chance to beat Creekview. Nobody's been able to do it yet. So, you know, for that kid to put up 700-some yards, he's averaging seven yards a carry, six touchdowns, like Mickey said. He also catches the out of the backfield. You know, it starts with him, it ends with him. Teams are trying to focus in on him to stop him, and they can't do it. And then Echo and Mickey as well. You got Durham third in the county in rushing. The kid's a stud athlete. But then also being able to bring Brody Rose in. Brody Rose is third in the county in passing yards. So, you know, again, to be able to manage that is just phenomenal, what Coach Carter and that staff are doing of, of keeping both those quarterbacks, their heads in it, game plan ready. But, you know, yeah, Cade Radham, just to be able to do it against everybody trying to stop him is, is incredible. Well, some great names that you, you all have thrown out, uh, the likes of – of Ellison, Ergel, uh, DJ King over at Sequoia, and uh, Ethan Durham and Brody Rhodes at Creekview. I, I think I'm leaving one out, but uh, I think most importantly, uh, there is a lot of talent uh, in this county, and, and we, we know the names like Radham. We know the, the Colt Jacobs. We know the Manuel Jenkins and, and, and uh, you know, John Williams, um, Trevor, Trevor um, uh, Williams, I believe – you know, you, we know that Stevens. Stevens, I'm sorry. Stevens. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yep. Um, we know those names, but in week in and week out, there's some guys that, uh, that bring it every day that may not get the same press yet. Um, and so that's what we really just want to, from your perspective, want to see what, who those guys were. So, for, so thanks for uh, filling us in on that. You, you, you talked a little bit about the dirty dozen and you all published a Cedarwood Tavern, dirty dozen, basically highlighting uh, 12 of the top players in the County. How are those guys performing so far? You know, I know we mentioned Mogul Nicky and, and Radham, but uh, some of those other players that are that are on that list, how are they performing or, or living up to that that billing? You know, the great thing is it looks like everybody's pretty healthy at this point. As, as we're getting into region play now, you know, the majority are, are healthy, uh, having great seasons. Uh, Dalton Nikolai, uh, defensive end at Etowah, leading the county in sacks. Adam LaSalle is third in sacks and up in the top five, top six in tackles. Um, you know, Andy Day, you know, we talked about Kat, Kate Radham, no brainer there, right? Um, Andy Davis, uh, the leader, kind of the heart and soul of that Creekview team. You see him all over the field, you know, just a leader that's leading that team to five and oh record to, to, to date. You know, call your pace, you know, battled some injuries early. Hopefully he's, uh, he's more closer to 90, 100% going into this week. But, you know, again, running the show, leading that team to a four and oh record. Uh, you got the offensive linemen, like you said, Trevor Stevens and, and uh, Blackman and, and D'Antonio from Etowah all having phenomenal seasons. Chico Ward at, at uh, River Ridge, 
Um, you know, it was kind of quiet uh, early, but, you know, look at who they played. I mean, they, they had a stacked deck those first two games. He finally breaks out last week against Osborne. He was the, the uh, Cedarwood Tavern player of the week with 93 yards, uh, three touchdowns, six tackles, kind of did everything in that game. You know, Emmanuel Jenkins, you know, it's, it's kind of, he's kind of quiet, but you don't see teams throwing to him. You don't see him getting a lot of opportunities to, to have interceptions and break up passes because not a lot of teams go at him. Um, he caused a, a huge fumble against Campbell last week on, on their first drive. Um, so Emmanuel, you know, doesn't a lot of not a lot of the stats stand out, but he's having a solid year. And then, you know, Mogul Nicky is, you know, I, it, it, at this point in the season. Uh, and I want Mickey to kind of give his thoughts too. But you know, at this point in the season, to me, you got uh, Grant Mogulnicki at Cherokee that's probably you know would would be the mid-season player of the year um, in my mind, just because he does. I mean, he's had a three-interception game. He scored you know the winning t- uh, the the touchdown to put him within one, and then the the two-point conversion to beat Kennesaw Mountain, like. He is just a do-everything kid that, you know, you know what you're going to get from him every night, which is phenomenal. So the Dirty Dozen, um, all of them are representing. And, you know, obviously you get to the midway point in the season, there's some kids that, you know, are well-deserving to be on there. But, you know, we have 12 spots every year. So it's, it's, it, that's always a, uh, a healthy, fun debate between the Cedarwood crew and the art. We, we ping you on that, on that stuff too. So that's always fun stuff. Uh, no question about that. I mean, that's – you know, and it's it's a lot of the the guys too. You know, you know some of the linemen that you know that we had on there. You know, the the John Williams, the Nick Finley, the Trevor Stevens. You know, they're allowing their running backs to get in there. You know, those guys aren't scoring any of the the touchdowns, and you're not seeing their names as much as you know in the stats as a lot of the other guys. But you know, they're the ones doing the dirty work, and you know, a lot of times those guys don't get a lot of the credit. But man, we we have seen and. Me and Vaughn and, and you aren't and Jeff Wells and, and all of us have sat around and we've we said it even going into the season that this very well could be the year of the offensive linemen or the defensive linemen for Cherokee County because there are some absolute hosses out there and you know Coach, Coach Carter is, is loving what he's got and Nick Penley and and John Williams uh, you know the the kids over at uh, at Sequoia Majid and and Hanby uh, I mean. And, I know I'm leaving everybody out, but, you know, those are just the names that, that I constantly hear from coaches and, and dads and fans at, at those respective schools. So we are getting some great, great line play from uh, across the county. Yeah, and it, on both sides of the ball, I know that the the, the offensive lines are, 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 are physical. You also got some physical defensive lines. I know you mentioned um, Dalton Nikolai uh, leading the county in sacks. Um, don't forget, uh, Creepview's probably got a couple of undersized defensive linemen, uh, Avery Rocks and uh, 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 Hannaford as as well, guys on the defensive line that are uh, getting after it. Then you come over and, uh, and Sequoia, got a kid like Connor Johnson who's uh, a physical as well along with uh, – Bowers, thank, Jordan Bowers. Thank you. Having a great year. Thank yeah. you. Um, it, exactly yeah, what I was thinking Adam of. Yeah, Mm-hmm. So it, a lot of physicalness up front. I think that's one of the things that, uh, in my opinion, I know nobody asked me, but the the difference in in uh, in the 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 six A teams, uh, the Sequoias and the and the Creekviews, they're playing a little bit more physical this season to to match up with the Daltons, the Alatunas, and and hopefully the Harrisons. And you have to, right? And that's a good call out, Art. I mean, they 
we're used to or, or we've historically seen, you know, Dalton come in here or Alatuna or us go there um, and, and just kind of get just manhandled and, and kind of pushed around a little bit. And, you know, some people may say, hey, uh, you know, so-and-so's, you know, they play dirty. They, you know, they're, they're borderline. They're always kind of right at the whistle. And, like, you know, parents that know, and I've talked to parents on, on both sides, right, you know, uh, after the Dalton beat down, what, two years ago, you know, there's a lot of uh, him and Holland, and it's like a couple of parents were like, look, they came in here and whipped our butts, and we didn't have an answer for it. So, you know, that's, that changed this year. We pushed them, or Sequoia pushed them around. Uh, Creepy goes up there and pushes them around. So, yeah, you're spot on in the fact that, you know, the teams around here, and, and especially, you know, 6A playing up to 7 or whatever, you know, you, you just got to be more physical than the other guy. And Carter, we know he preaches that at Creepview, and we're seeing a lot more of that at Sequoia. Once again, talking to Mick and Vern from the Cedarwood Tavern, Cherokee County pre- and post-game show. Guys, got one more question for you, and before we even get to that, thanks so much for, for being part of the Turf Ferguson Report. Uh, I love having you guys on, and, and always a treat when I get to see you guys uh, in county on Friday nights. Uh, big game coming up this week in the county, GPB coming out. It's the game of the week. It it, it very well be one of the most uh, – in, in my recent memory, one of the most important games in the county. Um, what do you you all have seen both of these teams play a, a couple times now? What do you all expect out of this game? And I know it's the game it, uh, it it's the GPP game, but why should Fox Five? Why should it be their game of the week? Also, just tell us why this is such a great environment. Well, number one, just the fact it's going to be at Creekview. I mean. Nothing taking, not taking anything away from Sequoia, but Sequoia's fans just haven't quite got onto that Creekview level yet. I mean, that student section there, which granted now the Sequoia, the I guess at the Campbell game, they were in full force. But man, that uh, that Creekview student section has got it going on, stands full. I imagine it's going to be exactly like that on the Sequoia side as well. It's just, it's a great, great environment. Everybody at Creekview is drinking that Kool-Aid. And I think that Kool-Aid for the Sequoia team is kind of, it's going around too. You know, I said earlier, I saw a couple of the Sequoia football players down on the Gulf Coast and, and talked to them. And I'm like, they were like, man, it's going to be a great week. They said, we're, we're not worried about it. We're not buying into any of that hype. It's like, we just want to go out. We want to play football. We're not getting into smack talk or anything. We're just excited to have a really really great week so they're i mean they were loose i mean they know what's out there they know what it means to them and their fans and you know the the whole school so they they were excited but they kind of look like they know they've got some work to do yeah mickey's hey we've been to creepy this year and you know dr Murgis and adam carter and you know they they know what they they know the long-term goal there is is to drive excitement Put a quality team out on the field, the facilities, the jumbotron. Obviously, everybody in the county got the field turf, but you know what uh, Dr. Merges is doing out there is is you know driving high interest, high fan involvement, uh, student involvement, everything around it. Sequoia is doing great. They they just don't have the same. You know what I would say is you know Creekview was in their seats at six thirty. Sequoia is going to roll in at seven twenty, seven twenty five uh, for a home game. And that's fine. It's just it's just two different atmospheres. But Mickey's spot on in the fact that 
you know, the Creekview crew and the, the fans and the, the season ticket holders, all of the above, they're going to be in their seats at 6.30 waiting to, waiting to watch football on Friday night. Um, you know, Art, you asked, and I'm sure we could talk about this game for probably an hour and a half, but uh, <laughs> in respect of time, we'll, we'll cut it back to like maybe 30 minutes. Excellent. Um, you know, you asked kind of why GPB and, and, and it, there's a really good chance High Five Sports is going to be there. We'll see if Zach Klein and the WSB guys get out there too. Um, you got uh, 101.1 and, and Dave Gardner and the crew, you know, man, if they have space in the, in the press box, they're going to be there as well. So it's going to be madness, first off. The reason GPB is there and, and High Five and, and uh, 101.1, you know, Sequoia's 4-0. Creekview's five and zero. First time ever, you know. First time ever in history, Creekview's five and zero. Second time Sequoia's hit the four and zero mark. Uh, this is the first time since two thousand eight. Um, outside of records, look at you know they're not squeaking by. You know, uh, Sequoia's outscoring opponent thirty nine to seven. Creekview thirty four to twelve. And and Creekview's already played Dalton at Dalton and Alatoona at home. So you know, it's not just the fact they're nine and zero combined. It's what they're doing to their opponents. You know, this is that old uh, South Georgia, this Winnet. You know, when you look at these teams that make deep playoff runs, you know, they don't give, you know, they don't outscore people 35, 34 and, and go win a championship. Generally, their defense is pretty shut down. They're keeping people single digits or, or low teams. And that's what both of these teams are doing. Um, a, a quick fact, I, I hope it's accurate. I looked it up today. I think it's uh, pretty accurate. So, if you got four and O Sequoia, five and O Creekview, I think that would put them at what uh, thirty six quarters of football between the two teams. Um, the Sequoia has not trailed. Sequoia has not trailed one second of a game this so far this season. Creekview has only trailed about a quarter and a half at Dalton, which we know is a tough place to play, and they come back and end up winning that game. So you know, so one and a half quarters out of 36 that these two teams have trailed. So they're not winning by uh, by any luck or by any crazy circumstances. They are blowing people off the field. So, you know, when you got those two coming head-to-head in already a rivalry, a, a, a county rivalry game, it's a no-brainer for anybody that can be there to be there. In terms of on the field, and I, I'm not asking you guys to give a prediction. Uh, I don't want to give your – your uh, your show away, and I assume y'all will be the show will be from from Creekview this Friday. I, I, you know, I, I, that would that would probably be the the understatement of the year that you guys would be at Creekview. What do you what do you all <laughs> ex- what do you all expect? Or just give us a teaser. What what to expect on the field? I'm thinking just physical physical game. You know that that's what we've seen out of and going back to those offensive lines. You know, for for both teams. You know, they, they want – Creekview wants Radham to run the ball, and they want to have Durham as an option, you know, when, when they think they're, they're coming up the middle with Radham, Radham, you know, you've got, you know, you've got the, the wheels of uh, Ethan Durham sneaking around on the outside in the exact same thing with that wing tee. And that's what, that's what Sequoia wants to do now. They want to punish you. And they have the horses up front, I mean, the, the hogs or whatever you want to call them, up front to do some damage up there and do some pushing. So in one of the games, you know, uh, it was the, I do believe it was the Dalton game, you know, I had a couple dads texting me telling me that they are just absolutely dominating up front. 
and that's what Sequoia wants to do. So, I mean, I'm looking like it's just going to be a just who who's the strongest let's go right now. It's going to be a fight in the trenches. Yeah, Nikki nailed it. I mean, you know, what you hope is, you know, everything plays out on the field, you know, physicality and, and some big plays and whatnot. You know, I think we saw last year's game, it got very out of hand early, you know, uh, special teams. You know, special teams had a huge impact on that game early that gave Sequoia some field position, allowed them to call some different play calls and some, some uh, quick hits to, to Wesley Potter and Patrick Balance that, man, just really shook that game up early. You know, it, it, it's part of the game. We know that. You hope, you know, none of that stuff creeps into this one. Let's just go mano a mano. Um, I, I do think Creepy's probably a little bit more physical of a football team. Uh, Sequoia's probably a little bit more finesse, even though, again, people are going to say I'm crazy because Sequoia's in that wing tee and they want to run it down your throat. I just think uh, from a, from both sides of the ball-wise, uh, uh, Creepy's a little bit more physical. Uh, both capable of a big play. Both have athletes. When you talk about Durham and some of the wideouts at Creepy and, and being able to move Durham around, uh, they're capable of a big play. Sequoia without a doubt, is. Um, you know, they rushed the ball three times against Dalton and beat them 42-14. So, you know, it, it's one of those things that, that can creep you, um, get Sequoia out of, a, out of a comfort zone of running the ball, uh, running that wing key, get them into some passing situations, get them into some third and longs. If you don't, you're in trouble. But, you know, I, I, I do want to see how a Sequoia can react if somebody does take that run away. Um, uh, is it call you're rolling out? Where are they where are they finding their passing game? Because they really haven't had to yet. But you know, it, it's going to be a cat and mouse. It, it's you know, I don't I don't know too many ways to explain it besides the fact of um, you know you're going to want to be in that stadium seeing this thing first uh, on first hand. Uh, even though it is it is on GP uh, GPB TV and you can sit at home and watch it. It's just going to be a, a electricity that you don't want to miss. One of those old school electricity. Atmosphere. You're exactly right, Vaughn, man. It's just atmosphere is just going to be phenomenal. Well, guys, I think. And I, yeah, we, yeah. And Art, you are correct in that we, uh, Dr. Murgis, you know, told, said we could come on out there. We'll be set up very early uh, to deal with the zoo out there at uh, Olin Store Road. Um, we'll be set up very early, earlier than usual to get the pregame show ready. 640 start. You know, the other thing are, is, you know, you kind of talked about, you know, and I think Mickey hit on it, you know, the historical part of this is, you know, it's, look, it, it's when, and it is historic, you know, both teams won 5 and 0, won 4 and 0, first time ever beaten at this point in the season like that. So that's its own historical reference. But then, you know, you have to be careful because it's easy. I think when you look at the here and now, it's very easy to go, man, this is the biggest game in Cherokee County history. And, you know, hey, I can say it and I can believe it, but you know, you also got to talk to those those folks, the Ben Ferris and the Jeremy Adams that I was pinging today to go, hey guys, you know, you know how big this one is. You guys have seen a lot of the other ones, um, you know, and they reference some of the the early you know Woodstock Etowah games, just massive brawls at Town Lake. Um, you know, some of the early the 2002-2003 Sequoia Cherokee games where you know Jeremy was there. You know, the, the place that, that you, there's not one more person can walk in at, at 622 because the place is already standing room only with, you know, an hour and a half till kickoff. So, you know, massive games. Uh, you know, the first, uh, the first preview Sequoia game, you know, was, I think that was 2008 
and that was just massive of the people waiting to get into that game, you know, for those teams playing for the first time ever. Sequoia wins on a block still going overtime. So, you know, it's definitely going to find its place in history. I think it has to just because of where Sequoia and Creekview are, you know, record-wise and performance-wise at this point in the season. Well, thanks. Thanks again for that historical reference. And I do. I think. I think a lot of times we can get caught up in the hey, it's a, this is the best game ever. Or it's going to be the best or the most, and and you do have to go back. And and while Cherokee County football history uh, is not as uh, filled as with as much uh, grandeur maybe as Gwinnett in terms of, of championships, the the it, it doesn't. It never minimizes the amount or how big that rivalry is. Uh, maybe an, an old school. Uh, Cherokee Etowah rivalry, or you mentioned Etowah Woodstock rivalry, or Cherokee Sequoia rivalry. These uh, these games that kind of pre uh, definitely predate uh, predate our, our shows for sure. And 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 uh, you know as as the history moves, some you know the, the pages of history move on. Some of those names are forgotten, but I think it's it's important to go back to some of those um, folks who have been in the community for twenty, thirty, forty years to to reach out and say, hey, what was the biggest game when you were there? Because we don't want to. We just don't want to get caught in the urgency of hearing now that there was Cherokee County football before, you know, Creekview and Sequoia rolled up on the scene. Yeah, and, that's fair, and it's fair, right? It, it's it's fair. You know, I grew up in a football town, you know, self, self-proclaimed self biggest little football town in the world. And, you know, it shuts down on a Friday at 4 o'clock. You cannot get your hair cut. Can't go, you know, there's nothing you can do after 4 o'clock on a Friday because everybody's going to the football stadium. This this, yeah, and I felt that a couple times, you know, here in the county, this definitely has one of those small town shut it down. It's football Friday night weeks just because of the of the anticipation. But you know, look at the end of the day, this it's it's historic to us because again because of where these teams stand as they enter this ball game. But it's also one of those that can be talked about ten, fifteen, twenty years from now. Um, you know, after, you know, after we see what happens on Friday night and, you know, the other thing to remember, you know, we get caught up in the hype of this one and, you know, somebody's going to be, you know, somebody's going to have their first loss, right? Somebody, uh, you know, stays undefeated. Somebody has their first loss, you know, for either of these schools. And I'm sure the coaches, you know, whether they emphasize it on the front end or the back end, man, there's whoever loses, there's still a ton to play for, right? You know, uh, uh, Creekview's already through Alatoona um, and Dalton uh, won those. They still have to host Harrison late. Um, but, you know, say if Sequoia comes out on top, Creekview looks to that Harrison game, they can still finish first or second in region depending on what Sequoia does. Same for Sequoia. They, they're they're going to have to go to Alatoona or uh, host Harrison and then go to Alatoona to finish their season up. But that's a very winnable game going over to Alatoona. So, you know, it, no matter what happens Friday – and I know both teams want this more than anything in the world right now. There's still a lot to play for. Most importantly, a home playoff spot that both of these teams, Sequoia and Creekview, one or two, um, could, are still in position for no matter what happens on Friday night. So, you know, I, we're putting a lot of emphasis on it like the rest of the state, the rest of the county is. But, you know, no matter what happens, both of these teams still have a ton to play for. Um, for the remainder of the season. And both have put themselves in a great position right now, obviously, to make the playoffs, and both are still shooting for that one and two spot to uh, host a playoff game. 
Very good, guys. It should be a barn burner. We hope it, on paper it looks like a barn burner. Hopefully, it will. Uh, it will be the instant classic. We, I, I think, everybody is wishing for in the community. Uh, a great opportunity and a great spotlight for Cherokee County football, not just for these two programs, but as we mentioned before, also the other four teams in the county: Woodstock, River Ridge, Etowah, and Cherokee. Uh, you guys will be there at 640. How can people find the Cedar if they don't know, which they should know? Tell us, how can we watch a pre- and post-game Cedarwood Tavern show? Man, follow us on Twitter, at Cedarwood Tavern. You know, you know Periscope is a separate app. It, it, it feeds through Twitter. So uh, the, I would always recommend going, you know, download the Periscope app, P-E-R-I-S-C-O-P-E, Periscope. Uh, download that app. Follow Cedarwood Tavern on that app. And then once we go live, you'll, you'll get an automatic push notification to say, hey, Nick and Vern, or they're cranking up. And we try to always give it a minute or two to get people logged on. But, um, you know, we always try to, you know, if you can't watch live, uh, we do always try to retweet it and, uh, and kind of send out the highlights when Mickey rated the hot dog. We try to get that segment just pushed out too. So if, you, if you'll follow us on Twitter, you'll, you'll see us and you'll be able to catch, uh, Everything we have to say, um, you know, some good, some, you know, okay. Um, but, uh, you know, all of it we care about. Hey, I got another quick fact for you, too, um, if, if you got time. Shoot, Carter. go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So I think most people know, right, I think everybody knows the, the, the series stands at 7-3, right? Creekview, um, after losing that very first year, 2008, to Sequoia, Creekview rattles off seven straight um, in, in a lot of different ways, um, most of those close. Um, and then uh, Sequoia, obviously, starting two years ago in 2016, the double OT thriller at Sequoia, and then last year over at Creekview, take two in a row. Um, so seven and three, the series stands at. Uh, more shockingly, the point situation here, 234 for, uh, for Creekview, 230 for Sequoia. So over that 10-game uh, that stretch, Four points separate these two football teams. That that sounds like uh, not that we're odds makers on high school football, but if someone was setting the line, four points probably sounds right about right, uh, one way or the other. No, <laughs> no more than four points, I'd imagine, uh, would, would would determine the outcome. No of this way, game. no way. Good, 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 good stuff, guys. Mick Vern is always my pleasure for having you guys. I. I I sincerely appreciate what you guys do for Cherokee County football uh, in the area. And, and you guys do kind of reach out a little bit uh, in some of the surrounding areas as well, but primary focus on Cherokee County. You guys knock it out of the park. Thank you so much. I wish you all a great show this Friday night, and I hope that these boys put on a great show for the fans in the stands. They will. As always, we'll Kirk Ferguson, we appreciate what you do, buddy. Right. You're a man. Thanks, Art. Thank Thanks, you. Vern. Once again, our thanks to our friends at Cedarwood Tavern, Mick and Vern, who put on a Cherokee County pre- and post-game show each Friday night. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Turd Ferguson Report. We have heard from Coach Teeter, Coach Carter, and the folks at the Cedarwood Tavern show, Mickey Eubanks and Von Brown. Thanks to all of our guests. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Turd Ferguson Report. You can follow us on Twitter at Turd Ferguson RPT. That's T U R D F U R G E S O N R P T. You can also find us on the web at turdferguson.com. That's T U R D F U R G E S O N. Once again, I'm your host, Art Mosley. You have been listening to another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report. Make it a great day, everybody. <laughs>